0: Hello, and just like the Pied Piper led rats through the street, I am your host Jeremy. Welcome to American Pale Males. Swinging like marionettes to the symphony of destruction
1: is my co-host. Uh, it's me, Michael. Jeremy, is that a reference? Huh? To... What? Huh? Nothing. No. 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 Okay. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how it goes? Yeah, pretty good. I'm. I'm. Kind of back to normal after. The Big Sick <laughs> You should Not watch the movie. that movie
0: It's a good movie <laughs>
1: I, I hear it is good It's very funny Jeremy I have to admit I don't have Anything notable as far as beer brags go Because I for a long time Was avoiding beer And almost all food and beverages Because of The Big Sick So you mm-hmm. have to make up for it Jeremy I'm relying on you to bring A humdinger of a beer brag So that's okay Michael Because I have two of them Oh, okay, Whew.
0: Uh Last night, I and the uh, the lady of the show... Yeah, that'll work. Uh, <laughs> okay. We, we went up to uh, North Liberty and did some uh, some pub trivia. Because oh! They are, because they're doing a... Uh, they do a league around here. And after many times of attempting to sign up, the one time she finally signs up, they actually take our registration. Okay. I'm not bitter, but... Um, <laughs> At Trivia, we were at the Tenneroose. They have a great beer selection. And uh, to continue the line of great beers in Iowa, there's another new brewery in Cedar Rapids called Thew Brewing. T-H-E-W. Okay. Not the best name, but it doesn't matter. Um, I had the What You Talking About, Willis Dady. It's an an unfiltered wheat beer. Hmm, okay. It looked so weird. That when I saw it and the server had mentioned the wrong name of the beer, I thought it w- was the wrong beer. It looked like a really thick, murky, kind of like tea color. Okay. If that makes any sense, but it was really delicious. Um, mm. Very thick beer. It was not like an overly heavy beer. It was not a like a German Hefe- it was just like an unfiltered american wheat beer i guess hmm. it was it was quite excellent i believe i gave it 4 stars um it was really good and on top of that i had the the lady of the show in what probably gave us the win got me the mango kolsch from clown shoes
1: okay i've heard of them before
0: i feel like i've had something by them before but i don't Know what it is?
1: I think I had their muffin top or something like that. <laughs>
0: That's a good name. Um, but this is mango with umlauts over the o to go with our theme for the day. Um, <laughs> but it's it was striking. It was you know a bright orange color, which I could be part of the uh, the Kolsch itself or part of the adjunct mango ness of it. But it was really mangoey, and it fit quite well with the with the flavor profile of the coal. She could still taste the beerosity of it, but it uh, the mango was still very much in play. So that one got 4.25. Hmm.
1: Nice, nice. Kind of getting to the summary feeling yes. of beers with those. Yeah,
0: Indeed. And uh, we won trivia. It was 2000s-themed, and we got a $50 gift card out of the deal, which is fairly That's bonkers. Wonderful. We've realized since we've done this, this promotion is like the... Trivia promotion in Iowa City. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do multiple shows a night. It's called Andrew's Bar Exam. It's done by the guy who I believe got fired from writing The Ledge from the Daily Iowan way back in the day. <laughs> okay. And so it's like at places like Big Grove once a month. They do Tineroos twice a month. They do Donnelly's. They do. So good
1: destinations.
0: They do it at some excellent places that I can really rack up some damage on, be it for chicken wings or just. A good beer list, so. Beers, yeah. So, yeah. While you've been busy slacking being sick, <laughs> I've been picking, <laughs> up the, picking up your dead
1: weight, Michael. Thank you, yeah. I looked up uh, Thu Brewing. It's Apparently, hard to find
0: on Google. Thu, yeah, that's... <laughs> the W
1: brew? Yeah. Not the best uh, SEO. Um means a Middle English word for strength and vitality. Apparently, Apparently we, Yes. That's what it says on their website.
0: I feel like they've only been up and operating for a couple months. They don't okay. have any dormant beers on their dormant list. They have a table saison, they have a hoppy wheat, they have a pale mm. ale, Irish Ale Vit beer, brown ale, West Coast DIPA, and a nitro stout called beer for leprechauns. Slightly offensive.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly.
0: Yeah, well, that's a, that's a topic we can leave for another episode, right. <laughs> whether or not Leprechaun is, uh, is offensive to the dirty, dirty Irish. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Um, Jeremy, what I do have, I don't have a beer break, mm-hmm. but what I do have is some mail from the American Pale Mail Mail Pale. Excellent. Hit it up. Uh, it's from Michelle. Good. And she says, hey guys. And maybe this is a little bit of a, a brag within this uh, mm-hmm. meal pill. I have a Disneyland annual pass, so I go pretty often. They serve alcohol at California's... Or, excuse me. California Adventure? California Adventure, yep. Okay. The theme park based on California for people who are going to California. Uh-huh. And snapped a picture of one of their beer stands. And I'll explain what the picture is. And she says, thoughts on the selection. And she said there's a uh, food and wine festival going on that has more craft beers, but... Um, she was too busy to take a picture of that. So, mm-hmm. so the picture is, um, and this is actually pretty impressive for a theme park, I think. And we can talk about theme parks and brews a little more. But it's all from Carl Strauss Brewing Company, hmm. which I don't think I've had any of. They're, they're out in San Diego, but they're one of the top 50 um, craft breweries. So they have a Follow the Sun Kolsch, Mosaic Session IPA, Aurora happy Alice, Red Trolley Ale pintail pale ale and then a seasonal so you know when you think of a theme park that's not too bad of a selection no it's really not and i would say for michelle i would recommend the kolsch probably if you're wanting something kind of yeah entry level um or the red red trolley but true um, and so another interesting part about this sign is everything is nine dollars
0: that's okay i was waiting for that <laughs>
1: right so that's that's the theme park uh there's the kicker Yeah, the kicker.
0: And is that a pint? I'm assuming it's a... Oh, yeah. Who who knows? Well, so you kind of, to pull the kimono, or Mm -hmm. whatever the phrase is, uh, you had hipped me to this earlier in the week. Yes. To think about it, and I remembered that uh, we went to Adventureland in Des Moines, Iowa. I was just going to say. Last (laughs) summer, maybe the summer before, I don't Mm -hmm. remember. Probably not this past summer, because I had a broken collarbone. (laughs) <laughs> right. But, but uh, when we went there, I do believe I had some Exile beers. Oh, Maybe, maybe wow. something by Peachtree. They don't have those everywhere. They had like a German beer house, H-A-U-S, of
1: course. Oh, so you got to hit up this specific location that well, has good stuff, kind of.
0: Yeah, because it seems like most of the beer stops have like your, your Coors, your Blue Moon, your, You're right. your SAB Miller products. But if you kinda roamed around or you know, looked at the map a little bit closer more closely, whatever. <laughs> you would find that uh, it's like, oh, it's Hoffbrow. Seven beers by Hoffbrow in here. That's cool. I That's, can get, that is pretty cool. I yeah. can get down with that. Exile and uh Peace Tree, I can also get down with that. If memory serves, they did have Blonde Fatale there,
1: which seems dangerous. For a theme park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well that's another thing too. Of course if you have a annual pass, you know, you can just go there and fart around, but if you're going to a theme park, you gotta be careful about when you have the mm. beer. Uh especially there's roller coasters involved and yeah. long lines in the sun. Yeah. That's more of like a the end of the day type thing, I think, for a beer at a at a theme park. Well. Um
0: never never discount the help that day drinking might get to uh, suffering through a theme park.
1: That's true. I guess it depends what kind of company you're keeping in. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, there's just so friggin' many kids just everywhere and they're all <laughs> screaming and they all want something and all I want to do is go on that sweet new roller coaster that they have at Adventureland, but the line is too friggin' long. Yeah. 90 degree incline on the way up, Michael. 90? You heard me. <laughs> And then once once so essentially you,
1: you're being hoisted up.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then you go over the top and you uh do a greater than one eighty degree turn. So you go back oh. towards the track on the way down. It's That's, it's pretty intense.
1: That sounds intense. It
0: looks ridiculous. But uh one of these days I'll go there during the week when there's not ten million
1: people. There. <sighs> slam a blonde fatale and go on that thing 20 times in a row
0: maybe not a blonde fatale (laughs) before i go on a a hurlometer
1: or whatever it's called (laughs) um i was gonna say so theme parks that i've been to recently that i had a beer i was at epcot and that is a good place because, as far as beer goes, because much like the German beer garden you spoke of, they have... Beers of the world. Places of the world, exactly. So we ended up having a beer and a giant pretzel in Germany world, so Uh that was quite satisfying. I can't remember exactly what it was. That's okay. Yeah. And then before that, then this is going a while back, but um, Harry Potter World... God, Jesus. They had their own... Butter beer
0: does not count.
1: We did have a butter beer, but they also had their own specialty, I don't know, it was. It had a lion's head for the uh, tapper, but it was, I think it, you know, I think it was somebody's red beer that they just rebranded like Sure, Dumbledore Ale or something like that. It's kind of like know. how
0: they uh, take, like, old kegs of Leinen Kugel's red and call it a Weinstein. Uh, yeah, at the vine. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's what I kind of suspected just oh, well, based on the color and I, what it tasted like.
0: I would almost put money on that, and I'm not much of a gambling man anymore. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, so that was uh, that's what, uh, my experience with beer theme parks. But, yeah, and you mentioned the price point. That's the other thing. It's like, uh, well, you know, is it really worth... How much is this going to add to the experience to make mm-hmm. it worthwhile having this here versus somewhere else? Uh, that and stadiums.
0: Yeah. So I have I have a, a theory on that. Well, not a theory, but an experience I'd like to share with you on this. Okay. So this past year, uh, this past summer anyway, after I had... Like, the first thing I did after I got out of the sling for my uh, collarbone, Mm -hmm. I I went and saw Metallica in Des Moines, or outside of Des Moines, in in a NASCAR track. Oh, yes. At uh, Newton Speedway. And I was not terribly worried about, you know, re-injuring myself because the people that can afford to get on the, the, the general admission floor, admission for lack of a better phrase are not the ones that are going to be throwing down and just beating the crap out of one another. Mm-hmm. Plus, they've got an old, older crowd, so I wasn't too worried about it. But the opening bands were just god-awful. And I was just like, hmm, I'm going to need a beer to get through this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went to the beer tent I'm like, $10. But then it was just like, oh, hey, this is a 32-ounce beer, which seems irresponsible.
1: <laughs> a little bit, yeah.
0: I mean, it's, it's it's basically it's basically one of those uh, big A beers that they used to sell at. Well, I guess they probably still do sell at uh, various downtown establishments that shall remain nameless, lest okay. we give ourselves away. <laughs> where we're, we're, you can have four of them and drink a gallon of beer, <laughs> you know where I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. But it was basically that, and I'm like, I feel cheated because I just paid ten dollars for a Budweiser, but. All things considered, five bucks for a pint at a at a NASCAR stadium, no less. Arena, track, whatever they call them, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's the only one I've ever been to, and it's the only one I will ever go to. That didn't strike me as too ridiculous.
1: That's actually not too gougy, not I too mean, bad. It,
0: it seems irresponsible to me. That part remains true. Right, part.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Load <laughs> them up. <laughs> Yeah, and that's not even to count that they were selling shots there too, which seemed really irresponsible.
1: Okay, interesting. Because
0: it's in the middle of nowhere. There's no like mass transportation unless you like took a party bus or hired an Uber to drive you out in the middle of nowhere. Because it really is out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that was uh, that that was an experience. So I was, I'm torn on it. If it's worth it, I say go for it. Um, Right. You can get a 20-ounce beer at Riot Fest for like 7 bucks. That's a craft beer?
1: Yeah, that's not, not... Not bad. Not bad.
0: Is it... I mean, like a Corona... Or not Corona. Dose Keys costs the same exact amount. I'm like, hmm. Do I go I with... A choice here. Do yeah. I go with All Rise Brewing and just go to that one place that has the one... Like the one-tenth that has that beer and wait like three people? Or... Do I go to any number of places and get a uh, a strong bow or a dosa keys? They have a really weird beer selection there. That is kind of odd. I don't put Mexican beer and cider
1: together in my head all that often. No, but here we are. But here we are talking about. It. Yeah, so theme park beers, choose carefully. I agree, based on the situation. But uh I think I think there's a good time and a place. Indeed.
0: So M- Michael, I have a question for you. Mhm. So you've made no secret about your love of harvesting yeast from commercial beers.
1: I've tried, to, yes, I've had mixed success doing it. So yes.
0: So when you do this, what is your methodology?
1: So I've tried a few ways. I found the most, you know, it's been successful and it's the easiest thing to do is just direct inoculation mm-hmm. into well, and, you know, I'm not, like, doing beer or anything. It's just cider. So mm-hmm. just direct inoculation into the juice and uh, hope that it takes. Interesting. I did do something before where I would, like, kind of have a smaller separate thing and try to, like, cultivate it. So mm-hmm.
0: it, Tried cultivating it into a starter, basically. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, that sometimes the starter would fail, and I'm just like, well, you know what, I'm just going to put it into the juice, and if it fails, I'll just use yeast that I have, brewer's yeast that I have, and Mm -hmm. just let that take over.
0: True. So the reason why I ask is uh, you're coming down this weekend to see the crew. We're going to record some live episodes, and without giving too much away, because I don't know if it's going to be part of the show or not, we are doing, theoretically, a flight. Oh, yes. Okay. When Steve and I homebrewed this last beer, we had purchased a pound of uh, Citra hops, and despite using it at three quarters of a pound of Citra hops uh-huh. to make a hop bomb of a beer, we still have you know four ounces left.
1: Which it's a
0: significant amount. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. That's plenty. Now I I think I have everything. We have a whole bunch of leftovers and just kind of scabby pieces this and that of grains. So I'm thinking I might have to make a stovetop batch and throw it in some growlers.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I had planned, I was like, hmm, don't really want to go up and buy a little thing of yeast for a stovetop batch." And then I was like, my god, I have grown yeast before as, you know, a paying job. Right. I know how to do this. I yeah. just need some DME. And so I've dug up a few things, and it seems like the kicker to getting a good yield out of it is to A... Let the bottles settle that you're going to harvest. Let them settle for a few days before you open them Mm -hmm. in a fridge. Step two is have more than one bottle.
1: Oh, I see. So
0: so you get a higher starter batch of the yeast. So -hmm. basically what I'm thinking of doing is sanitizing some mason jars or some sort of vessel that we can use, and we save the bottoms of those three. In the flight,
1: oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yes, and
0: I'm going to grow that, and I'm going to make a want uh, to make a stovetop batch out of that.
1: That'd be really awesome.
0: Is because I mean, with Citra hops, we have to make an IPA, and sp- uh, you know, spoilers. The flight is a flight of IPAs,
1: so that might suit well for the uh, batch. I'm liking this idea. I'm and plus, I
0: think that it's the same yeast. Okay, I that seems. I, I I'm pretty sure I've looked this probable. up at one point, and. It makes sense considering the variables. Right. Yeah.
1: Which, again, not, not to part the curtain too much. Yeah. yeah, Leave it a surprise.
0: We do. So, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Eh, we'll make it work one way or the other. Okay. okay. But enough of that, Michael. Is it time? Is it time? Is it Vader time?
1: Yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time for the FDR where we find a beer. We drink that beer, and then we rate that beer, Jeremy Reveal... This week's
0: beer. Michael, this week's beer is from our
1: old pals at Unibrew. and uh, yes. It is called Monde. Now, Jeremy, tell me more about that beer name.
0: Monde is a Megadeth song. Right. Uh, it's from Euthanasia. Y- Y-O-U-T-H, Anasia. Yeah. Uh, Michael, did you listen to the song like I told you to?
1: I did listen to a song just before we went live to each other.
0: Yeah, it's it's not a chipper song.
1: What does a tout le monde mean? I believe it means all the world cuz that was a lyric obviously in the song. He spoke some French. He does. Um I believe it's a song about killing yourself. Oh, that makes sense. It exceeded my expectations because I was thinking Megadeth is going to be this real crunchy Thrashy song, but no, it's kind of a. I don't want to use the word ballad because well, it's a ballad. Yeah, but usually ballads you think really cheesy, Motley Crue, home sweet home, sort home of sweet things. home yeah. type thing. But this was this seemed a little more um, introspective.
0: Uh yeah, he wrote a lot of songs while mixing cocaine and heroin back in the
1: day. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it had a, kind of a somber tone. It does.
0: Uh, the translation is. To everybody, to my friends, I love you. all, I have to go, oh, these are and then somber. and then he goes back to English to say these are the last words I'll ever speak, and they'll set me free. Hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. And that was a single. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, there's some grave imagery in the in the I music see, video. I see
0: what you did there.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't even know I did that. I, that's pretty good, me. Yeah,
0: good work, uh, Michael. Yeah, so in the the interest of well, what's that thing that they uh, transparency? Yeah, that's the word. Mm-hmm. I got this beer because it, well, the four packs were on fire sale at my local beer house. Mm-hmm. Um, I had wanted to try this beer because, as it's it's known as a dry hopped saison, which is weird. I I it was the price point was a little bit too much to justify a four pack for something I wasn't sure if I would like. And they hadn't split them up into uh, singles, so... Yeah, it's... it's. So, I don't know if that has any effect on it. If it was just unpopular or
1: yeah, a bad uh,
0: batch. It's it looks the, like
1: the Best Buy date is okay. The
0: Best Buy date is okay. Um, Let me give you some color text here, Michael. Okay. Uh, The origin is Chambly, Quebec, brewed since 2016. This Saison Ale was brewed at the request of Dave Mustaine, lead singer of heavy metal band Megadeth. It uses a dry hopping technique, and to date has the lowest alcohol content of any Unibrew beer, which seems weird when a metal band is requesting, you know
1: I was going to say, yeah, four point5 percent. yeah it's got I, I believe their mascot is named Vic Rattlehead. Is that who's on this beer?: That
0: is who's on this beer. Kind of a robot skull. they They change it up, just like you know Eddie from Iron Maiden is not the same every single time. Okay. It was a thing back in the day. You had to have a mascot.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a weird combination. So you got this French Canadian beer well, there from is this
0: French in the in the uh, in the song well, as we that were established. That makes that's a good connection. I but it just put
1: that together from this. I assume a Megadeth is an American. They are from California. Yes. Founder of metal, right? And not founder, but you They're know one of, one the, of big the big four. flagship metal bands.
0: Dave Mustaine's been thrown out of Metallica before he fit. Uh, yeah, he was thrown out of Metallica for being a drunk.
1: And uh, and then they make this saison style beer, Belgian-style saison Ale, mm-hmm. but it clocks in at 4.5%. It's a lot of uh, weird um, pairings, like, oh, it's a Belgian beer. Oh, mm-hmm. it's 4.5. Oh, it's from Canada, from a California metal band.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just... Part of me wonders if they have this one like in the hopper ready to go, and he says, hey, man, I, I want to get it on that Iron Maiden beer racket. Because they have like three or four of them out by now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and they're all pretty good.
1: Y- yes. Who does Iron Maiden's beer? Is this? Uh, it's some.
0: E- it's some English brewery. I see. Let I me see. check that out. But uh,
1: well, I can give you a few facts about Megadeth, Jeremy. I know you're <laughs> the metal guru, but you did not sit behind a big fan of Megadeth uh-huh. in your seventh period history class in. <laughs> Junior year of high school And I did And he brought uh, Liner notes From CDs Into the class And would Talk about Megadeth Endlessly That's pretty awesome Um, So this would
0: have been What year Are we talking here 2001 Yes Oh okay So they were probably On the way back Uh, There are It's Robinson's Brewery Brewing Okay And there's like A lot of them Like way more than I knew Continue Tell me, um, tell me, Mike. So tell me because something.
1: of that, I know that Megadeth does the you know when MTV News back then. Yeah. When they had the little bass riff. Boo doo 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 doo. That's from the song "Peace Cells" by Megadeth.
0: It's true. It is from from "Peace Cells." It's the intro.
1: And then, "Peace Cells" is one of their songs, and they say. In parentheses, but who's buying?
0: That's the name of the album, as well as the song.
1: And uh, what else do I know about Megadeth from interactions with that guy?
0: Peace sales but who's buying? Uh, I think... I, I can't get as nasally as Mustaine.
1: Oh, I know Hangar 18. Good work. Yeah, yes. That was a rock band song. Uh, that's another one of their songs about kind of Area 51 type thing. Indeed it is. And, um, yeah, I think... That's about all I know. So you so, know three things. I know three things okay. about Meghna. Oh, I know Dave Mustaine has uh, like sold a lot of his memorabilia on eBay, and he's kind of a uh, a nut job? Is that a fair thing to say? D- yeah. Conspiracy theorist
0: That's I, I was trying to figure out a way to put this earlier, because especially now, it's it feels weird giving money. To people that espouse
1: bad things. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say this is.
0: And he's. I don't. It's one thing. So this is the this is the question. Mm Hmm. Is it bad to give them if you're only supporting the art and he doesn't bring these bad things up in the art and just says them when he gets called on Fox News or Alex Jones or. Oof. Yeah, it's that bad. (laughs) Um. It's real tinfoil hat stuff. But he's always kind of been that sort of tinfoil hat, sort of paranoid. Mm. If you go, But it's just like, hmm, it feels so much weirder now that he's old and seems like he kind of means it. Right. But the music yeah. still rips, and they were awesome live. So I'm a troubled but okay.
1: So the music's one thing, but then the beer's another thing.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: But then again, it was on a fire sale, and it's uh, research for the show. It's true. So... so I guess we'll put that's a little asterisk next to this beer is, you know, uh, if that thing bugs you, factor it in to your purchase. It's
0: got a healthy uh, layer of yeast on the bottom, Michael.
1: Yes, okay, yes. Back to the beer, yes. This would be one you could potentially harvest in theory. Another striking thing about the bottle aside, the what's the guy's name, the mascot?
0: Vic Rattlehead.
1: Vic Rattlehead is uh, there's a foiling around the top.
0: Indeed there is. Don't they do that on a lot of the Unibrew? Uh, I think so. At least the 12-ounce ones?
1: I, I, I think a lot of them they do, yeah. So you got got like the little kind of silver foil leaf on the top, much mm-hmm. like a champagne bottle kind of deal. Yeah. Should we open it and give it a pour? Let's do. Okay. Just rip through that foil in here with the bottle opener. I wonder uh, if the bottle cap has anything on it. or It's just blank. Cause that's... A...
0: Oh. oh, cool. I think we did that at the exact same time. Yeah,
1: there's a little uh, U a, for Unibrew. A Unibrew U. Unibrew U. Uh-huh. Hey, man, Unibrew you. Poor. Hmm.
0: This is a screw-top bottle, Michael. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah.
1: So <laughs> A screw-top bottle covered in foil. Whoa, it's really fizzy. Whoa, whoa.
0: Okay, I'm glad you told me about that. Yeah, you got to... This one requires a Might have to do. I'm touch.
1: assuming this is like an active fermentation in-bottle fermentation because... Indeed. This so, is... so
0: right on the bottle, Michael.
1: Ah, there you go. It's
0: also supposedly an ale brew with spices. I couldn't find much about this one on their website, but it looks like a nice saisoned yellow gold mm-hmm. straw. A little bit yeah. of a haze going on there.
1: I can't finish pouring it completely because of the... Rampant torrent of bubbles creating this huge foamy head in my glass. Mine is going nuts. Are you? What is yours doing? I'm just. I've never seen a beer this fizzy. How many fingers of foam do you got? I have kind of a narrow glass, so I have like four fingers of foam. <laughs> Are you using a pilsner glass? Yes. Okay,
0: I'm using a tulip. So taking yeah, that into account, rude. I have a fingers worth of foam on this. But I also knew you know, it's like, oh hey. Michael's is foaming over. How about a pour (sighs) sloat?
1: Yeah, I got like the uh, root beer float dome of foam crusting the top of my glass. I'm just going to let that settle for a second.
0: So while you're letting that settle, here's the commercial description now that I can find it. Okay, good. A new beer from Unibrew, born of the friendship between its brewmaster Jerry Veets and Dave Mustaine, legendary lead vocalist and founder of the heavy metal group Megadeth, is officially launching today, so this is a while ago, in the U.S. and Quebec. Named a Monde" as a nod to one of the band's songs and one of their biggest hits in Quebec, this beer recalls the consonants of Unibrew's flagship beer, La monde That's right. Dave Mustaine became friends with Jerry Veetz during Megadeth tours in Quebec. During their time together, Dave and Jerry created a Monde" as a symbol of their friendship. Quote, at Unibrew, we appreciate flavor, with a U, and uh-huh. we know Megadeth is anything but boring, which doesn't make sense. To make a death's delight and that of their fans and connoisseurs, we're offering an uncompromising beer with rich, hoppy aromas created according to Dave's personal tastes. Open quote. Our shared passion for excellence produced a one-of-a-kind Saison beer, added Mustaine. I'm thrilled to present this new beer to my fans and everyone who loves good beers with character. A toulomond ale is a flavorful Belgian-style dry-hopped golden Saison with hoppy and spicy notes, topped by an unctuous head... Michael. Hey! This beer will give fans a clean, fresh taste and a crisp dry finish, inviting to take another sip. Apparently this has 22 IBU.
1: Okay. I thought that said somewhere on the bottle, yeah.
0: It probably, uh, yeah. SRM 5.5 IBU 22. It's pale.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah, and as it we is, see here. It is
0: a pale golden color.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Let's go for the smell test now that I can actually put my nose near it without fulminizing it.
0: <laughs> fulminizing, you say?
1: It does have a spicy characteristic to the it's smell.
0: Like, kind of like a spicy Saison. Yeah, I guess that seems right. <laughs> uh, Very apt description. I um, guess so. Uh, well,
1: Kind of some of those hef- uh spices, but not as strong. More subtle.
0: Hmm. Interesting. This is not what I remember because, spoilers, I already had two of them. <laughs> yes. Michael, go in for it. This is okay. uh, this is different.
1: Mm. Hmm. It's kind of like a light La Fendumonde, almost.
0: Kind of. It's very grassy.
1: Yes. That's very apt.
0: Which is di- which feels different than uh, a Le fin du Monde. Yeah. Which is just, what, a triple? A Belgian um, Strong?
1: Yeah, Belgian Strong, I think. M- maybe triple-ish? Maybe. I don't think it directly proclaims itself one style or a certain style, but I could be wrong I th- about that. think it's
0: a triple because we made a clone of it, and I think it was listed a- Yeah, it's a triple. It is. Okay. Yeah. What else are you getting out of this? I like the yeast character on this.
1: Mm-hmm. The flavor is a little flat, like um, yeah, a little bit. Let me go. I gotta go in again here.
0: It does have a pretty uh, pronounced yeast character.
1: I would say that's almost like the predominant flavor. Definitely. It does have a very. The mouthfeel is a very light, which makes sense given the ABB. It's kind of a. It's just not that heavy of a malt backbone. It's. it's
0: I think you're right. I think it is sort of like a. Uh, like a triple light,
1: right? And so with that, the like obviously there's lots of yeast in here just based on the mm-hmm. bottle conditioning. The the yeast flavor kind of predominates, but it it kind of doesn't have a, a lot of support for that taste. So it's strange in that regard. It's not necessarily bad in that regard, I guess. Because I like the yeast flavor, but it's just a different presentation than I've ever had it before.
0: The hops, when they say dry hop, you get like a. Uh, I feel like you get an idea, like you're. It's going to be an American style dry hopping, mm-hmm. like it's going to be mosaic-y or piney or fruity or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely some sort of hop aroma going on here, but I can't put my finger on it.
1: Yeah, I think the like the grassiness you said is more of a like a meadow of
0: Let me see if I can find any more information on this Do some recon. Can...
1: There's a certain like wateriness to this beer too. Yeah. And that's kind of throwing me because like we said it does have the kind of the mm-hmm. Saison characteristics there but it's just like almost like it's watered down a little bit. It makes it easy to drink but it lacks a certain oomph that you'd expect from this style of beer.
0: Uh, so apparently, Unibrew has quote a very specific way they want you to pour their beers. This is from BelgianBeerJournal.com. dot com.
1: and we probably didn't do that, did we? They
0: fully advocate incorporating the yeast at the bottom of the bottle into your drinking glass. So I assume that I did means that a
1: little bit, but I could do it a little more, I guess.
0: Give it the old swirl and yeah. Oh hey, there's quite there's a bit still, in there. there yeah, some... I still had some in there. Huh. So touche. So okay, okay. it's it's kind of bready. It's yes.
1: That's a good way to describe it. Now that we're adding yeast, I wonder if that's going (laughs) to crank up the breadiness.
0: The grassy, floweriness of it, I guess, floral character would be the smart man way to say it. I like the hop profile.
1: Yeah, I like it too. Like, I like the flavor and hop profile of a Saison, but this is just a weird package.
0: This is growing on me. I don't know if I would get any more of this, because Mm -hmm. this is definitely not something that you would just come home after a hard day in the mill. And, you know, just slug back while you're watching uh, The Voice or whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I watch weird crap, but
1: yeah, like I said, it's not bad. It's just different, and I, I find myself going back in to you know reevaluate, which is very complex. I kind of like doing. And I, as I drink it more, I get more of kind of that um, the spicy tone to that kind of s- sticking out a little more.
0: It's almost like they made a hybrid of like a hefe yeast and the triple yeast or yeah. or saison yeast, I guess you would call it.
1: Is this technically a Belgian weak?
0: That's you know, <laughs> it's I think it's a, a Belgian golden.
1: Okay, but yeah, you know, it's not a Belgian strong, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it it's true. Um, this this is certainly unique. I'll give it that, and it is developed. There's like more and more that you can pick out each time. There mm-hmm. is kind of like a light fruitiness to it, mm-hmm. but kind of like a uh, like a stone fruit sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Not like super citrusy or anything like
1: that by any stretch, but
0: I really wish I could figure out what kind of hops were in this because this is driving me insane.
1: What if we could pull the camera back a little bit and just do hops for Saison beer?
0: That's also a really good idea. Um, I feel like that dry hoppingness was a good idea because if you're going to make a Belgian or a Saison or, you know, fill in the blank, this light... You need something to cover up the fact that it's this light because so often it's just malt, yeast, and they just smash heads together. Right. But in a world where you only have the yeast, if you don't have... There's no sweetness to cover that up from the malt. There's no bitterness, in theory, to cover it up from the hops because you don't want to overdo it on the the bitterness.
1: I'm seeing um, some people are saying Saz hops, opal. Some people are saying goldens, noble type hops, uh Hallertau.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if it w- for a multitude of reasons if it was just straight up noble hops. Yeah. I think the combination of the effervescence with that dry hopping which gives it that weird grassy flavor is what makes this thing its own distinct beer. For lack of a better word.
1: Yeah. Should we get into uh, ratings? Should we get into it? Yeah, Maybe. sure. Who, who should go first? I'll let you decide.
0: Uh, you go first.
1: Okay. Um, let me go in for the SOJ here. Yeah, it's kind of going up and down on ratings.
0: I'm having the same.
1: Cause it's like, I like the flavor, but it just kind of... It's just that watered down... I can't get over that.
0: The lightness?
1: Yeah. like I like the details of the flavor... But when you take a step back and look at the big picture, it's like, oof, it just kind of falls flat and has this kind of milk toast overall flavor profile. So what
0: you're telling me, Michael, is that much like Megadeth's euthanasia itself, <laughs> it's got its high points but doesn't hold together as a whole. Yes. Okay.
1: And so because of that, and the Sip of Judgment just sealed this for me, I'm going to give it a three. i am
0: I'm having a hard time with this one. Yeah. Because like as as we've established, you know, the good parts are are really good. I, will, mm-hmm. I think we both agree that the uh the yeast character mm-hmm. as well as the the hopping, am I speaking out of line by saying you enjoy the hopping on this? I do like that too, yeah. Okay. Those are really good, but and I I do like the effervescence as well. That's good, yep. Um but you're right, that it needs to have a little sweetness to it. Uh so for that reasoning I'll give it the same as you except uh it gets an extra 0. .25 for being Megadeth. So three point <laughs> two
1: five. Alright, fair enough. Yeah. I think it's interesting and worth a try. Yeah, definitely. Worth a single, just to try something that's different?
0: It is weird. It it'd be if you're having trouble filling out a pick six. Yes. Go for it. Yeah. Or if you can find it on a fire sale like I did.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I think it's worth a fire sale buy. Um, you know.
0: They still have them in uh, Iowa City's Dirty Johns. So <laughs> go hit it up. I just saw them tonight. There you go. Michael, hit me, hit me with those uh, social media plugs now that we're done.
1: Yeah, tell us what you think about bands that make beers. Have you had anything? Uh, you can do that. Get in touch with us in a variety of ways. You can do that on Facebook, Twitter, or just emails us directly, apmpod at gmail.com. Uh, also check our ratings on Untapped, where host emeritus Mike throws up our ratings and disagree with us there, as yeah. I think somebody did recently.
0: Oh really? <laughs>
1: yeah, I can't. I don't know which beer was it. Uh, it might have been about the Sam Sam seventy six or something like the that. The beer was the bad. Beers. What else? Yeah, I think I think that's about it. Subscribe. You know, leave a review if you can. However, you're subscribing. Yeah, do that. You jerks. <sighs> yeah. we'll leave it at that. And a tout le monde. <laughs> uh michael (laughs) are you okay (laughs) what (gasps) yeah uh uh-oh so for jeremy i've been michael for michael i've been jeremy and this has been american pale males (sighs) Cheers. cheers cheers botched it